Blog Talk Radio. Circumstances can't stop me And neither will they block me Today I feel unmovable Nothing's impossible To walk on water To calm the sea To speak to mountains I can be free just Well, good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining me today on The Process 319 Unleashed with Dawn Marie. I hope that each and every one of you are having an awesome, awesome day. Well, as you know, we always want God to be our welcome guest today on the show and really begin to minister to each one of our hearts for what he wants us to learn today. And let me make sure that I'm speaking what he wants today. But we always know that we get a do-over. You know, if we didn't get it right yesterday, if we recognize that, you know, I could have done something better, then this is a great, the greatest opportunity for us to begin to start over. Every minute of every day is a do-over, guys, and I hope you're taking advantage of that. Well, let's go ahead and pray and really begin to get into our study today. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you for being an almighty God. We thank you that you are a God that loves us with an everlasting love. You loved us so much that you came in human form in a son, and you chose to die on the cross for our sins so that you could position us back into where we were before Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, that we could have that relationship, that intimacy with you, that surpasses all relationships. Father God, we just thank you that as we're going to work today, as we're moving in our lives, as we getting are getting the children ready for school and so many other things, Father God, I pray for these listeners that they'll be encouraged. People are going through so much today, God, and I thank you for everyone that has chosen to take the time to listen to this show today, that it will listen on demand, that they'll hear a word that will be encouraging to them to move on into the endeavor that you've called them for. And, Father, if anyone is listening that does not know you as their personal Lord and Savior, I pray that something will be said today that will encourage them to move on in the things of God. I thank you and praise you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, oh my gosh, can you believe that we are at the end of Psalms 119? I know that it's been a long few weeks of months going through this particular chapter, and it's very much of a cursory view, but I really hope that each and every one of you will take the time to go back through Psalms 119 and really digest every 
verse that you will go back. It's broken up into eight. It's just a song. It's broken up into eight stanzas. Think of that with, with the verses in eight. And I really pray that you will go back and just really hear the Father's heart in Psalm 119 because it's very explicit. It's it gives you a very black and white view of the mind of God, what God hates, what God loves, and how everything that we need is found in the Word of God. But let's go ahead and jump into today's lesson. This week I entitled the last few verses, God Will Deliver You Based on His Word. What do I mean by that? God's Word is, is the foundation for all that we do. It's the foundation for the way that we live our life. And anything that God is going to do for us or not do for us will always be based on his word because God watches over his word to perform his word. He says his word is even above his name. That's what Jesus says. The word is above his name. We know that he is the word. He is the word made flesh. So the word... It's very important we to live this life as a believer, to live this life as a Christian, we must be filled with the word. So I hope that that encourages you as we jump in today and we learn that God will deliver us based on his word. What does his word say about, about a situation? What does his word say about our life? What does his word say about the way that we should live? So I'm going to put on the handy-dandy glasses here, and we are going to read these last eight verses of Psalm 119, guys, and we're going to kind of delve in. I have my notes here and see what God is really saying to us. So Psalms 119, verses 169 through 176, I am reading from the New Living Translation, but you can also check out the uh, English Standard Version. That was a really good translation when I was reading that also. And if we have some time, I may even jump over to my Amplified and uh, read a couple of verses or the passage again from there. So let's go ahead and jump in. We are at Psalms 119, verses 169 through 176. O oh Lord, listen to my cry. Give me the discerning mind you promised. Listen to my prayer. Rescue me as you promised. Let my lips burst forth with praise, for you have taught me your principles. Let my tongue sing about your words, for all your commands are right. Stand ready to help me, for I have chosen to follow your commands. O Lord, I have longed for your salvation, and your law is in my delight. Let me live so I can praise you. And may your law sustain me. I have wandered away like a lost sheep. Come and find me, for I have not forgotten your commandments. I mean, is that not powerful? Is that not very black and white on the level of trust and dependence that that David had on the word of God? And here he only had um the first five books you know he only had the a limited number of books he did not have the 66 books that we have today 
he was not even under the new covenant. He was under the old, and yet he loved God. We have the fulfillment of many of the prophecies in the Old Testament. So we have even more to stand on than what David did. That right there should excite every single one of us because we have the testimonies and the promises of God's word, the fulfillment of many of of the prophecies that have come before so that we could walk in the way that God wants us to walk, so that we could walk in a level of fullness, of authority, of abundance that David could only dream of. But yet, he was in love with the law. So let's look at this. I wanted to look at um, some of the words and how what deliverance does. And he's crying out here. He's asking God, oh, my God, help me. Deliver me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm putting out this, this mm-hmm. plea before you, mm-hmm. oh, Lord, so that can uh, uh, learn your mind. He says, oh, listen to my cry. Listen to my prayer. When I was reading that same passage out of the uh, English Standard Version, it used two different words. It used the word cry, listen to my cry, and then he says, listen to my plea. Wow. And when I looked at that, that gave me another picture. So what we're looking at is a cry is a way, is the emotional side of what we're going through. Think of what you're going through. Maybe it's a marital issue and you're thinking, you know, why is my spouse responding to me this way or my kids or, you know, you have um, responsibilities or your job. And what I'm finding today, people, is that functioning in society today is not like functioning in society before. There's a lack of compassion. There's a lack of understanding there is um, there's a lack of trust. You know, I was talking to some friends the other day. We were just saying that our society has really become a play-to-pay society. If you can't pay to play, you can't do it. And that's in every arena of life, whether you're going on vacation, whether you're um, looking to join different endeavors in business. If you can't cough it, and, and nobody's looking to uh, – to, um, I would say, provide what we used to have before, that level of trust, that level of um, of good naturism, of understanding. And not, nine times out of ten when I'm counseling people or when I'm walking people through their uh, uh, situation or their challenges, and because of what the things I've gone through way in my past, I'm like, you know, we just have to buckle up. But you know what it does, you guys? It helps us depend on the Lord. It helps us to sit down and follow the statutes of God. And really it changes how you live. It puts you in a place of wisdom. You begin to walk in a place of faith and closeness with God through his word because he was saying, give me understanding, give me discernment. In other words, So when we're going to live out this life, we're looking for God for discernment. We're looking for, hey, is this right? Should I go here? Should I do this? Should I get involved in that? Should I I go to school? Should I make this decision? Should I drive my car? Should I take the train? And all these things may say, really, you got to think about things like that? Yes, 
Because depending on where you are, depending on what you're doing, what you do today could bite you in the butt tomorrow. I've been saying that for years because you never know. You, you can't, we cannot just make decisions for today. We have to make decisions. Oh, let me rephrase that. Some decisions cannot just be made for today, for the moment, because some decisions have lingering consequences. They have lingering effects. So when we are delivered or when we live based on God's word, like David was saying, I love your word. Your word is my sustainer. I follow your word. So deliver me. When we live by the word, we are delivered by the word because we sought God on something. We trusted God on something. So when we begin to experience a hardship, um, negative situations, on the job, with family, or whatever it may be, we can always go back to the word. Well, God, you know, I trusted you here. I believed this. So now you're going to come through because I can stand. But when it gets hard and tight, you have something to stand, and we are crying out. We're giving that emotional response. We are crying out to God. I need you. Help me. And it becomes, it's physical. It's a physical response to a need from God. But then when I was looking up the word plea, the word plea gave another picture. But it also gave a picture that I saw in regards to our authority and our stance, our positioning in a situation. So let me read this to you. Plea, a serious and emotional request for something. It's an allegation made by a party in support of a cause. So that's a fact, a defendant's answer, guilty to an indictment. Something offered by way of excuse or justification or a plea for understanding. So did you guys catch that? Especially number two, an allegation made by a party in support of a cause. So we're going to God, and we're making the allegation, God, you say it that you're not a man that you should lie, nor a man that you should have, that you should repent. If you not said it, will you not do it? This is what his word says. So we're coming before the Lord, which we can do boldly according to Hebrews. We can come boldly before the throne of grace, and we can lay out our plea, and we can say, hey, your word, God, you said this. Your word, God, said this, because the word of God is not only our our Bible, our basic instruction before leaving earth, but it is like a constitution for how we live in the kingdom. Because we are believers. We live in the kingdom. We, we operate in faith and trust and dependence upon God, who then had a responsibility to us. So we're standing before the king, and we're coming before, before him boldly because he's now given us that right to the blood of Jesus. And we're saying, hey, I'm following your law. Help me to understand your law. Help me, I, I'm in love with your law. I'm in love with your precepts. Now deliver me. How long will this go? I need your help. In other words, I need you to keep your word. I need you to provide me grace and mercy. Grace, the power, the authority to go through. Mercy, you're not holding my condition against me. My, the fact that my flesh is still sinful. 
I may not practice, I may not choose to practice sin every day, but simply because I'm not, my body's not redeemed and I'm still going through this process, you're not holding my condition against me. You're giving me mercy. So we can go before the Lord boldly and we can do that because he delivers us by his word. But we have to live in a way that we're walking in obedience to the word. Because when we don't, then we have opened up the door for consequences to come our way. God says don't do. God says to do, and then we don't. You guys know that I'm often talking about service or the verse in Matthew 7 that talks about in the end times or in the last days, God, people are going to say, Lord, Lord, didn't I do this in your name? Didn't I heal the sick and feed the hungry in your name? And Jesus says, depart from me. I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. And then if you read in the, um, if you read in the, uh, a different translation, in the New Living Translation, it says, I didn't authorize that. I didn't authorize. See, God, through Jesus Christ, wants us to have relationship. We are not to be rogues where we're just running out and doing what we do, and we're just doing things any type of way. Because, you see, we don't know ultimately what a person really needs, or we're not seeking God for an uh, understanding, for insight into something. You see? so. We want to make sure that we are constantly in the presence of God through his word because his word is going to give us insight. His word is going to give us knowledge. His word is going to show us where we need to become obedient if we're not obedient or where we need to grow up on another level. Sometimes we're praying for things. We want to do things, and yet we don't have the character to keep us there. So now we've opened up our, we've opened ourselves negative things that come our way, and now we need to go to God and say, deliver me. But it's like, you know, did you follow what I said? So we need to live by the word of God so that we can be delivered by the word of God. God will still deliver, but there may be consequences along the way. We want to stay in that place with the Lord. And then I have here, we want to be able to, Walk in a place according to his word. In other words, God's way. We want to live according to God's way. That right there is a constant place of deliverance. It's not an emergency situation because we're living a daily life in obedience to the word of God. Think of it like your children. If they do what you tell them to do, if they obey what you set in the house as your laws, if they would listen to the wisdom that you're sharing with them, many times you would not have to deliver them out of the trouble that they're in, or they would not um, receive a punishment for something that they've done. Why? Because they followed your laws. They followed what you did. How do you ask a, a, a police officer to not give you a ticket if you're disobeying the law? How do you ask um, 
someone to do, uh, your employer to do something for you when you're not obeying the HR policy. The same thing comes with God. When we read his word and we internalize that word in our spirit, when we begin to meditate on that word, it begins to translate into our lives a life of peace and joy. We've talked about that before, where our deliverance is what we're walking in daily. But then what about those times when you're obeying God and you're just going through trials, man, and it just seems that one thing after another is coming at you? The encouragement now is when you're living according to the word. When you've confessed your sins, but the Bible says in Philippians, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. What is unrighteousness? It's anything that doesn't line up with the word of God. That's not right. That's not glorifying to God. And usually if we're spending that time alone with the Lord in any capacity, reading his word, praying daily, praying throughout the day, we will usually know because we're convicted. You'll feel that, that nudge on the inside of your gut almost, kind of like in your inside of your knower is what I like to call it, that maybe that's not right. You don't have peace about something, but we go ahead. Or you're doing the right thing, and you're, you're, you're praying out things to God, and you're laying before his face whether figuratively or just driving in your car and you're just pouring out your heart before the Lord, and it just seems like, oh, my God, can I catch a break? Really? Why is this happening? I'm doing the right thing. You're, you're opening up. You're not responding in fear. You're trying to walk out things in faith. You're looking at God and saying, God, but I really, was, I really believed you right there. I really thought you were going to do that, or I really... I really was trying to be nice to that person or, or help my son or help my mom, but why are they coming at me, Lord? What's going on? And it really seems as though everything coming at you is like an enemy. You can't do anything right. Bill collectors are calling you. They make you feel like a nickel worth of dog meat. Has that ever happened to any one of you? Because we have all have had situations in our life, and we're redeemed, where we're, we're rebuilding from them. But people don't see that. You're like, where did the compassion go? But God will deliver you because we can still stand on the word. And I encourage you guys today, if you're going through anything, if you can honestly look at Psalms 119, look at other scriptures in the word of God and say, you know what, Lord, I'm, 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 your word says don't do this, I'm not doing that, and your word says to do this, and I'm really trying to do that. I mean, I'm struggling right there, but I'm trying. If you can really lay down and, and filter your life through the word of God, not through your neighbor, not through your pastor, not through someone else, you look at your life and you are drawing that checklist, not to condemn, but to say, are there any areas in me that maybe I opened up this door? And if you can honestly answer that question, no, Lord, you know, I really was doing right, and I, I confessed that, and I had that. You know, Lord, I, I did the right thing. God can deliver you according to his word, and now you can go and lay before him and ask for mercy. But let's say you made a mistake. You know what? Again, we confess our sins, and he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins 
cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, we now become a situation where we can hear God give us an answer, whether he'll put something in your mind or your heart, hey, do this, make that phone call, ask this, go over here. There may be consequences to what you've done or haven't done, but the deliverance comes through relationship again with the Father, through Christ Jesus. It comes through information and revelation on how God will show you how to get things done, how to move forward, how to go to the next level, how to reshift and redirect the situation, how he'll begin to connect you with people that will help you answer what you need, resolve a situation, give you strength or encouragement in a situation. Find something because we can stand on his word. We can go back and like David did. It's what he did in, in, in his word here. It doesn't see it. Listen to my prayer. Let my lips burst forth with praise. We talked about that last week. We want to be in a position where we're praising God throughout our day. When he says seven times a day, seven is the number of completion and perfection. We are praising God each and every throughout our day. We're keeping our mind stayed on him. We're grateful people. God's going to deliver us. Why? He says praise seven times a day. That means that we're lining up our hearts according to the word of God. We're keeping our hearts clean because you can't praise God honor God and be grateful for God and, and harbor negativity in your spirit because God wants you to get things right. We have to come to him with clean hands and a pure heart, and we can't do that if we're harboring something. But through our praise and our worship through God throughout the day, he's going to reveal these things to us. And then we go here and we see, um, he says, I have wandered away like a lost sheep. Come and find me, for I have not forgotten your commands. Hey, if I've wandered off, if I've made, I just said it a few minutes ago, if I've made a bad decision, if I've done something maybe I shouldn't have done, but come and get me. Get me out of here. I didn't mean to. Why? Because I I, I have not forgotten your commandments. I didn't forget what you said. I may have wandered away. I may have gotten it wrong by a mistake, but I haven't forgotten what you said. I haven't forgotten your concepts, your precepts on what you want to do. In, in life or how I should be obedient to you. And that's how God delivers us from his word. We need to know what it says. We need to live by it. We need to remember that we're standing on it as a constitution. We are making that allegation before the Lord to say, hey, I need you to redo what your word says. And God tells us that. He says, keep me in remembrance of my word. What did I say to you? What was my promise to you? It's not that God forgot, but he wants us to do something. But it, keep me in remembrance of it. Keep my word before me. Keep it before me in your heart. And we want to do that before the Lord. Remember, we cry physically because it's an outward expression. You know, when you're hurting, the pain is just bubbling over. It's just, you can't contain it. But then we need to make that plea before because God responds to us according to his word. I hope, I hope, I hope that this has helped you this morning. God can deliver you out of every situation, financial, emotional, uh, if you have family situations, jobs. 
God can deliver you out of every single one, but he's going to do it based on his word. And it's imperative that we get our hearts right before the word, before the Lord. So we're coming to him with clean hands and a pure heart. We're coming to him repentant if we've done something wrong. We're coming to him open and saying, God, you know, I was operating in faith. I jumped off the ledge, man. I believed you. I saw the, I saw the answers to prayer, whatever it may be. And, God, I need your mercy. I need your grace. Find out what the word of God says about your situation. It's not what people say. It's the word of God that will sustain you. It's, it's our promise to live this life and to live it fruitfully, abundantly, and not allow ourselves to be caught up with the thing that the enemy would want to say. If you don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, you may go to church, but if you have never accepted Christ as your personal Savior, if you don't know where you would spend eternity, if you will fail to open your eyes on this side of heaven, then I invite you to come into the family. Just ask them to come into your heart. Admit that you're a sinner. Admit that you're going to turn from what you do into what God does for you and God's way of thinking, and you will be in the family of faith. So I hope it's a blessing to you guys. Let your, leave your comments on Facebook, on Blog Talk. Let me know how you were blessed by this show today, blessed by these series, and stay tuned for next week. I love you guys. Bye-bye. Free to come to see. I can be free to speak to mountains. I can be free to speak to mountains. I can be free to speak to mountains.